The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? and welcome to another exciting episode of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik and literally this time, by design, sitting directly across from me in the studio is... The lovely Sharon. The lovely Sharon. Hi, lovely Sharon. Hi, lovely Joel. (laughs) How you doing? I'm wonderful. All right, good. Welcome, yeah, everybody. How's everyone good. else doing? It's quarantine. Guess what I realized today as I was prepping for the show? What? This is show 90. We're 10 shows away from the milestone what? of our 100th episode of the program. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, that was stupid. <laughs> Cut that out. In 10 episodes, in 10 weeks, however you look at it, you know, depending... Because we weren't actually here last week. It was Easter. Correct. But we're, we're at 90. We're heading for 100. Did not feel like Easter last week. It didn't. It's so sad. Right. And depending on where you are today, and today being, I will just say, today we are recording on Saturday. Correct. We tried to record last night. We had some issues. We're recording now on Saturday. So depending on where you are today. Mm-hmm. Winter waited for spring to get here and then decided to come out and play because it is cold out there. Okay. It is. So And the night before last it was thirty two degrees. Cold out there to people that have shit for blood. Okay. I'm just saying. So, um yeah, it's really cold. Two days ago we woke up it was twenty nine degrees. Okay, that's In the cold. middle of April, 29 <laughs> degrees. And that's to- cold. And today, of course, uh, A-L-E-X-A says that it is 49, but it feels like 39. It's very windy, it's very chilly, and yeah. it's very yucky. But yes, so last week was Easter, and uh, we weren't here. We had a really great interview we brought out of the archives for you, but we did virtual dinner with our children. And that was wonderful. It was cool. It really, really was cool. It's not the same thing, but... No, it's it's never nothing will, or will make up for a face-to-face dinner. <laughs> right. However, virtual dinner, yeah. I mean, this at pan- least it was better than not having any contact with them. Right. This pandemic has really changed the way things are happening. And I think it's changed the view that people have now right when technology and either the lack of it or not being able to see your loved ones but that also um points to the fact that there's also more risk with technology 
because of this. Because along yeah, with, yes, true. people are using more technology. And believe me, the bad guys are right there going, yep. yep. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are too. Don't leave us out in the cold. And right. they are, they're trying really hard. They um, really believe they're um, essential personnel, <laughs> don't they? It's a multi-billion dollar business, so well, I guess yeah, it is somewhat essential. They, they should be non-essential. So we took advantage last week of using, uh, you know, one of the many uh, video conferencing software platforms out there to have uh, our, we, our, our children down the street. Yep. And our child in Chicago all here with us. Exactly. Um, at dinner time. And, uh, of course, nobody. And it was really cool because um, I made a portion of the dinner and shared it with, you know, our daughter that lives down the street. Right. Um, so we were still able to share, you know, whatever, like, whatever you brought to the table. Right. Um, and... So uh, the only thing we couldn't share was the face-to-face right. thing. So it was still pretty cool. And that and last weekend we had uh, we had chili and then we had Easter dinner. So over a span of four days, I had deviled eggs and chili and deviled eggs and potato salad and chili. <laughs> and I believe me, people were socially distancing from me for the next couple <laughs> yeah. of days after that. That's yeah, right? a terrible com- com- combination. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so so we did that and. Um, so maybe if I remember, we'll put a poll out on Facebook because we've been very lazy with Facebook when we took last week off. But we'll find out, you know, um, uh, see if we can get some feedback and see what people sure. did for Easter to to get yeah. around that. What did you do for Easter? How did you celebrate uh, Easter? Having dinner? Were you able to have virtual dinner with your family? You right. know, hopefully. Um, you didn't have a gathering of more than 10 people. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. In San Francisco, some video came out on the news that on Easter Sunday out in San Francisco at Golden Gate Park, it was packed with people. Why? I don't get it. I don't get it either. It it, it cannot be made any clearer to not go out and and go into big gatherings. You know, I want this... um, isolation to be over as soon as possible yeah and it and the longer it takes people to realize that they've got to stay in their house right then you know i, I just i want to go to my camper yeah I, I, you know it's a and the longer it takes people to realize that they can't go out the longer it's going to take me to get to my camper. Right, but you know, it, it, it's like... And the any, matter I get. <laughs> it, it, it's like anything else, though, isn't it? It's always a small group of people that ruin it forever. How, exactly. I've been hearing... I Oh, my goodness. I My mother in my ear, in my mind, I'm always hearing my mother say that, too. It always takes a few to ruin it for everybody. And, that, and that's still true. 40 years later, Absolutely. there's still a few people who are continuing to ruin this whole thing for, for everybody. You right. know? And I know there's two schools of thought out there. I know there, there are the people that believe that this is just the government trying to take control of your lives or prove how easy they can do it. And then you have the people like who are trying to comply and trying to pay attention to the numbers and not become one of the statistics. That's where you and I come in. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it, then you have those that, that are, don't care. 
No, they're saying that there's no such thing as the coronavirus. Right, yeah. That, yeah. you know. Well, they would be the same people that are just trying to tell you that this is just the government trying to exercise yeah, fear I on mean, you. Yeah, but. Conspiracy you know, there, theories. No, I've heard from a specific someone, there's no such thing as the coronavirus. Nobody's dying of it. The, the government is, you know, in this person was is a huge trump fan well tell this person to go out and just start kissing everybody he runs into well and i see how I that would goes. like him to tell all these families that have lost a someone in their family right to this virus i want him to go to them and say to them, yeah, it wasn't the virus. And uh, so have and you... see how quickly he gets a black eye. Have, <laughs> have you told this someone that elements of our family are directly affected by this? Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, he's an idiot. Okay. I have. And he, he still maintains that, you know, it isn't true. All righty. Okay. So. I, I know, I just get so <laughs> infuriated when this person goes on and on and on and on. So, in an, all right, so in an effort to not leave, we're talking about the virus thing, so right, in an effort yeah. to not leave this and then come back to it later at the change in subjects, I did want to talk about, um, and I was going to do it later, but let's do it now since we're talking about that as a subject matter. I want to say something about all the entertainers, and I'm not talking about the actors and the highfalutin people who think they're sh the, the whatever doesn't stink. But their shit, their shit doesn't stink. Um, I should, like for example, I showed you last night a friend of mine I went to high school with, uh -huh. and he's a he's a performer, always was, I guess, always will be because he still is, and um, and he was doing a Facebook Live last night. I was showing you, mm -hmm. you know, by himself. He's he has a band, but. We're quarantined for, for the most part. People who don't need to go out are not going out. If they're smart, right. he's one of them. Yes. So he's stuck in his house. And every Friday night since this started, he's been going on Facebook Live and performing. Right. Um, with just him and a guitar and a microphone and an amp and, you know. And other people are doing that too. Okay. Exactly. Um, in my previous radio life on Behind the Mic Show, we did a lot of work with independent musicians so I'm still friends with a lot of these independent musicians. And all these independent musicians are doing some of their music here and there mm -hmm. um, on Facebook Live and other social media live type events. Um, and then uh, some comedians that we know, local, regional, mm -hmm. and whatever, they're doing the same thing. They're doing some of their stand-up comedy uh, to Facebook Live. And I just wanted to point out that, um, again, life has changed for us. But yeah, here you have yes. these people who, okay, the bars are closed. They can't go play in bars and clubs. Right. You know what I mean? So they're performing, you know, on Facebook Live, okay? And so they're not getting anything for that. So they're not getting door the revenue, or they, door revenue yeah. or whatever. Right. But they're doing it. And they're doing it for everybody who follows them to right. enjoy. And I just wanted to not only point that out, but I also wanted to kind of throw some kudos their way that they're doing this. Right. Exactly. Um, because it, it, it certainly does help with the sanity. Okay, you can't go out and see this performer like you might once or twice a year when they come yeah. around the area, but here you get to see him on Facebook Live. You know, or and it costs you nothing. Right. 
Right. So well, there, unless so, you don't have a computer or the internet, and then you have to right. go so, out, buy a computer, then order the internet. So to me, that's them, <laughs> that, that's them doing their part. It was uh, funny. You didn't laugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, not that laugh. <laughs> I was rude and in interrupting you. No, as I no, no, that's do. fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's how we do things around here. I know, but still um, doesn't make it right. So I just want to give a big shout out to them. Okay. Yes. You absolutely. Know, for what they're doing. Yes. Uh, they're, they're they're providing. Uh, I would call it an essential service of, of sanity. Yeah. You know, for people. Absolutely. And I don't know who started it, but like I said, I mean, last night last night I was working doing remote work, and uh-huh. so I had um, Brian O'Boyle. Uh, his Facebook Live was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, once or twice, uh, you have the comedian Aunt Mary Pat Sabatino, uh, yeah. who imitates old Delco. <laughs> so, right. Uh, I love performing. person. And so uh, just a big shout out to these people and, er- yeah. and everyone else. Um, and then how about the people that have TV shows? Okay. What do you mean? Well, um, for instance, um, who were you watching last night? A little bit. Um, uh, what is her name? Um, come on now, uh, uh, Ellen, Ellen oh, DeGeneres. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of li- and she's doing her show from her house. So are pretty much all of them. No yeah, audience yeah. in a closed studio or in their house, right? Doing exactly. their thing, you know. Right. Um, so again, they're and that's got to be tough because now they're doing it without guests. Yeah, they have right? to get they have to get more creative as far as what their content's going to be. Absolutely. You know, um, we don't typically do interviews, so we don't mm-hmm. have to worry about oh my god, what are we going to do? Right. You know, we just do our thing. But yeah, so we're seeing this, and yes, it will come back. Absolutely, it will come back. Right to some extent, but I think that we will be wiser and smarter, and you know, I hope so. I really do mm-hmm. hope so. I mean, I don't... I know you and I will be smarter and wiser. <laughs> right. But I'm talking about... Because we pay attention. Everyone else, right? Yeah. Everyone else out there. And uh, so they are saying, and this is probably... There's probably a, a, a piece of truth to it, that we won't get back to 100% until that vaccine is in place. Right. And really it is because there's already been uh, medical proof that this virus you can catch it over and over again yeah you know yeah. it's it, it, it's um, it's not like you know you I get know, it and you're immune, now you're immune yeah i know quite a few people that at the end of last year um say that they've had it so they felt that yeah. they didn't have to worry but in fact i would think you have to worry more so yeah there there's a because segment there's a segment of people and Katie our daughter in chicago is one of them who believe that oh i you know i had this really bad illness right. in december or in november so right. i must have had it yeah and i i see the logic behind that right but as you said don't take that as meaning i'm fine i yeah, I, I had exactly. it exactly i would honestly i would be extra careful you know right. like last year i had pneumonia okay the end of last year remember yes i do and um it scared the bejesus out of me yeah and or the be or the be jesus i may have had it as well but 
I'm not thinking, I'm not in the school of thought where I know I'll never catch it again. Right. However, also, that was pneumonia because this did not get out, manufactured, whatever, till around October. Right. No, no, I'm not saying it wasn't oh, okay. uh, that it was anything else. No, I it was pneumonia, straight up pneumonia. And I have to tell you, it's the first time that I've ever been diagnosed with pneumonia. So right. it was kind of scary for me. Yeah. And the scary thing now is like the CDC keeps changing uh, symptoms. Right. And so... Some people are saying that there's no symptoms at all. And boom, you got it. Well, that's it. Yeah, asymptomatic people. There's a lot of people out there that are asymptomatic and you can still carry it. And they're saying those people are even more dangerous because they don't know they have it, but they can but, still pass it on by being around people and touching people. Okay. Just because you I don't under, have symptoms. No, I understand that. But people are saying that they there's no symptoms, but they have it and they could still die from it. But that's not the case if you're asymptomatic. Well, I guess if you're asymptomatic, then all of a sudden you start having shortness of breath. I think you need to think well, about then, that. Hey, I don't have any become, other symptoms, but I'm shortness no, of breath. You have then to react you to that. become symptomatic. Yeah, now you've got a symptom, right. Right. But the CDC, what's driving me crazy is like, I mean, and you know. I'm checking my temperature and pulse socks three, four, five, six times a day. I know. You know what I mean? Trust me, I know. <laughs> because the CDC keeps changing up and they add things like everything. I think every possible thing down to an itchy toe right. is now a symptom of COVID-19. But let me It just, can't be like that. I know. And let me just tell you one thing. If you do have an itchy toe, you need to call the toe truck. Right. I know. And I get that. Who do I call if my sack is itching? Call the sack truck. <laughs> so, you know, it just, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> everything is a symptom anymore. That's true. Yeah. That is, that's what. I'm concerned. How we're, how we perceive it. Right. You I'm, know what I mean? I'm that's afraid not that Monday. Fact, yeah, I know. I'm, but, afraid, I'm afraid Monday they might release a statement saying that gray hair is a sign. And then we're really in trouble because oh. now it's been a month. A lot of people can't get the beauty salons, haircuts, nothing like oh that. Oh, my god! Can't gosh. get the hair colored professionally. And so, you know, just when they keep adding to the symptoms, what I'm trying to say before we get out of here for a break, what I'm trying yeah. to say is that is where my mind starts teetering a little bit over to the conspiracy mm -hmm. theory side because are you telling us facts right. or are you making assumptions and planting fear? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I do. Because th 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 think about it. Because I'm a scared. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> thing about it, people aren't listening. We have to keep instilling fear. Right. So that that there is a logic there, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, um, okay. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Got to talk about denim jeans <gasps> and whatever else comes up. Later on, we have a brand new Wombat of the Week. We have uh, a, a freaking awesome Honor Thy Heroes okay. uh, segment uh, piece. So that's all, all coming right. up later on in the final stretch. But for right now, I need to refill my tea, and we'll be back in about 90-ish seconds right here on the Joel Mollick right. Show featuring the lovely Joel. There you go. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. 
It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004, between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks? or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. Oh, the shiny thing. Grab the uh, shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for sticking with us while we took our break and filled our drinks and things like that. And uh, I want to point out that uh, the lovely Sharon is busy over there pinning cloth together and cutting cloth. She's making masks. Right. Which is awesome. Yes. She made me a really nice mask. She made me two masks, actually. Uh, yeah. But she just made me a second one, and it's larger than the first one, so it covers more of my fat face. Oh, my God. And if you, Nation, are the lucky ones, you may see the mask in this next episode coming up in a couple of days of three-ish minutes with Joel Mahalik. Oh. So, there you have that. There you go. So, I got that going on across the desk. You might hear <laughs> some jingling in the background. That's our security alarm, Molly, running around in circles like she's on a sit and spin. <laughs> so, it makes all the stuff on her collar... Jubbly, jingle 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 juggly she's jingling so that's the state of affairs in our little quarantined area today correct um but yes so um the lovely sharon is making masks I'm out of whatever too because to. my first mask i think you you cut up a bed sheet right no it was a pillowcase <laughs> <laughs> far cry i know i know well you know you kind of have to Use what you got. Yeah. You know, and that's because you know, everybody's making masks right. these days. And, um, you know, you just have to use what you got. So let me talk about another fabric that I have a gripe with. Okay. And Yeah, and I've had this, I've been carrying this grudge, this chip on my shoulder, if you will, for quite a long time, but we there's so much subject matter that we can pick and choose from at any time, and there's no format to the show. It's ours. We do what the hell we want. Exactly. That I keep forgetting to bring it up. Right. Okay, so bring but it I, up. But I was getting dressed the other day, and it reminded me. Den- <laughs> denim denim jeans. Okay. What's the deal with boot with boot lope? <laughs> boot lope? <laughs> What's the deal with the belt, belt loops? loops on denim jeans? Because my, here's my point. I have two pairs of denim jeans, fairly uh-huh. new, that have broken loops on them 
very early on from doing next to nothing to make that happen. That's part one. Okay. Part two is when it breaks away from the genes used to back in the day, way back when in Yonderville, <laughs> you could take a needle and thread and I could sew it back on. Right. But, but there's a hole there now. Yes. Yes. And I'm just wondering, that's my two points. Why do they break when the wind blows and they just snap <laughs> off and leave a hole? Okay, so well, they're it takes breaking. a little more than that to <laughs> so snap a hole. The belt loops are breaking and I can't reattach them like I used to used to could. You used to could. Right. And and it's ma- it, it's really it's making me angry. It's it, it is just like a three and a half foot flame. It burns my ass. Wow. <laughs> okay. Over to you, Sharon. Your explanation. Okay. okay. So my explanation is this. And you can't say I'm crazy. No, I won't. Okay. <laughs> um, the explanation is your belt. Your belt is the reason that it's doing this. Apparently, your belt is too wide because it puts stress on okay. this on the seams of your belt loop so therefore therefore art thou permission to rebut okay no (laughs) no 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 let me finish okay um so yeah that's why and they are fixable you can get a piece of material denim and put it behind the hole sew it in you know do what you got it but you know, whenever your your belt loop breaks, it usually breaks first without the hole. Okay. I would really like to uh, redress. Okay. <laughs> your your wanna, turn. I would like to redress my grievance. So, <laughs> the, den- the denim jeans, when I put my, my belt on, I have a whole lot of extra loop flopping around. Okay. When I put on my work style pants made by Dickies, okay. I have to shove the belt in every loop. Every loop. In fact, sometimes it's so harsh, I need to have you help me behind me because I'm also fat. And so they're real tight. So if you want to talk about a belt that overstretches the loops, those on my Dickies pants, every single pair, they're so stressed that the top portion of the pants during the course of the day will fold over the top of the belt. And then, of course, if you look at me, it looks like I'm wearing tidy whities and they're bleeding <laughs> out. Yes. It's very wow. bad. It's okay. very, it's very bad. I'm, but I'm trying to tell you. I understand. Excuse me. Let me just come out from my boot. Look. In fact, now these, none of these are broken, but look at the extra play. There's and extra look play. at this. It's flopping over. Do you see that? Well, that's because I'm fat. Right. But I'm, but I'm trying, that's, that's it. My, that's the only reason. My point is, my point is, is that the the denim jeans have plenty of belt loop to to accommodate the belt and then some, compared to say my work pants made from Dickies. Right. So, I guess I you know what I think, and I'm not trying to be. What I however I'm not trying to create a label for myself. So I, contrary to what other people who hear me say this might think. I think Dickies are made in America, and I think most of your denim jeans are now made in Asian countries or or very low labor countries. So okay. I don't think the quality is there like it used to could to be. And you're absolutely correct on that. Absolutely. Dickies aren't made in, in America. No, I don't know that. I know that denims though, 
Levi's. Um, I'm pretty positive they're made in America. That's bull, man. I'm we got to talk to somebody no, about come this. come on now. Listen. <clears throat> so not only is it the fact that your belt loop is six inches wide. I mean, your belt is six inches wide. It's not six okay. inches wide. I will, I'll measure it right now. Oh, uh, no. Please don't pull it out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the way you pull it off and put it on. When you pull off your belt, what do you do? You yank it. Okay. Correct? I, I, Am I, I correct? Permission you, to redress. No. You are correct, no. but I would like permission to redress before no. you change on to another piece of this. Okay. I, I must redress. So when I pull it off my jeans, correct. it usually comes flying out. When I pull it in the same fashion off my Dickies work pants, I have to take you're the pants off and get into a tug two of war. Different kinds of pants. I'm just, but I keep going no. back to the point where you're saying that my no. belt is overstretching no. the no. belt loops. Okay. You're talking about two different materials. Okay, jeans are jeans, dickies are dickies. And that's that. And that's that. <laughs> but no, it's the the way you pull it off your jeans, too. Because I've watched you. I know you have. You just rip it right off. You don't gently pull it out. Until it comes off your... Ain't no, nobody got time you, for that. Well, that's the reason why. Now. All right, I'll give that a try, but... I'm just telling you. I'm I'm still thinking mm -hmm. it's a difference between two no, qualities. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Wait, I don't think you're wrong. I know uh, you're wrong. You, you know what? What, what? You're so full of it. <laughs> what I oops sorry did folks. you I just, just say that your wife is full of it full of love i'm thinking you might be right on that <laughs> aspect that i am very much full of love so um now something else <laughs> something else stupid. i wanted to bring up you know um okay and i you know is it we, going to get me all riled up again i don't know it might stand by okay <laughs> i'm standing so we've been here 15 years now living where we're living mm -hmm. and at, you know when we first moved here uh once or twice we heard of people um pedestrians getting hit on route 40 which is yeah one of the main routes that run through our area yeah and that it, it, it was sad it was kind of disturbing it was like yeah. whoa but now 15 years later um it seems to be a, an epidemic on route 40 and route 13 of people crossing these, let's see, 40 is what, a four-lane highway? And Route 13, I think, going through Newcastle down there is like yeah. six or eight lanes. Uh, yeah, I think it's eight. Safely six, probably eight in some pieces. I think it's eight. And it is such a common occurrence. And the problem is, is, is most of the time, people are just running across these highways. They're just shooting across these highways. Mm -hmm. that's crazy absolutely crazy why would you do that what pray tell does the alarm system want can we finish here molly is that all I, right with you i believe it's yeah it's four thirty-six. the oh, dinner bell has rung now everybody knows what time of 
the Saturday that we're shooting the program. I didn't say whether it's a.m. or p.m. <laughs> well, <laughs> I ain't up at 4 o'clock I'm in the morning. You might saying, be sometimes. I'm, I am. Right. I'm just saying that so you the could, dinner bell has rung. So you can come into the studio when you get up in the middle of the night, and you can just shoot some ads and stuff. I could. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so my point is, um, is I don't know – has common sense left the building and not come Absolutely. back? Because why Absolutely. Because why would you? Absolutely. I mean, the most recent. It's like playing frog. Frogger. Frogger, yeah. It is. Or Paperboy. I think a part of Paperboy, yeah, you had to go mm-hmm. across the highway, Did right? You? I, I think. don't know. I never played Paperboy. But definitely never Frogger. I never played Frogger either. I just know the game. And, but it's not just the pedestrians. It's the motorists. In As some cases, well. yes. Because obviously, if they're not paying attention and they're looking down at their phone texting and then look up at the very last second well, and, and see this pedestrian crossing. The most recent incident that has brought... Like I, there's another, just like just like the denim jeans. I've been wanting to talk about this issue for a while. Oh yeah, it's been on that sub list of hey, if we need something to talk mm-hmm. about. Go look at the yeah, list. Yeah, look at this, right? <clears throat> um, but it's come back to the forefront because, as you know, the most recent um, hit and killed, um, I have quite the inside knowledge on. Okay. And in that instance, it was the pedestrian was drunk, and just. Tried running across the highway in traffic, not at an intersection where you should cross, near, and the traffic, like the, the, the flow of traffic going that direction that he ran into was a green light, not a red light. So traffic right. was flowing at regular speed. If you dart out, it's like Frogger. If you dart out, I played Frogger once. You know why? Because I got killed by the very first car in the very first lane I tried to run across. So ergo, I don't play Frogger right? anymore. That was enough of that. I went back to asteroids. Right. <laughs> at least I stood half a chance in that. Right. You're showing your age. That's all right. Hey, look, I'm an old ass gamer. What? You know? Yeah. You gonna tell me? You want to tell the folks how many evenings a week you, you hear me in the office screaming? Oh no no, it's, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's fine. Missile Command was a good one too, man. <laughs> right. But no, it's got everything to do with both parties not paying attention. I'm not gonna argue with that because as the driver of a vehicle, yes, you should be in uh, full control, full of control your of your vehicle at all times. Exactly. Um. I just don't know. I guess there are circumstances where, you know, when you're talking about speed of two objects right. meeting. Right. Well, I keep hitting the mic stand. Um, <laughs> whether the driver of the vehicle has time, has that time. Right. It's going to come down to really what's the distance of the person entering the, the, the path of the vehicle. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, in this, in the same token, if the pedestrian, if you're driving along, doing your thing, paying attention, and the pedestrian just darts out right in front of you, which you know I'm sure is a lot of the case, um, then what are you going to do? I mean, right? You, you slam on your brakes. Right, but- you're right. And to your point. A- the motor is paying attention. There have been a couple of times on right. that Route 40 where I've had to adjust my speed because, I, I, you know, because I'm right. paying attention. I do see, you know, a wombat 
run, you know, dashing out from the median and running across, and I do have to adjust my speed. Oh yeah, you definitely. know, to compensate for his idiocy. Correct. So you see it all all the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I wanted to bring that up. I, you yeah. know, just like um, I, I'm sure it happens in other places, but it has, and 40 and 13 intersect. So right, it's become like this phenomenon here. And, you know, when you think about all, and it's a bad phenomenon. Yeah, if you if you stop and think in 15 years, how many people we you know we've seen in the news hit, yeah. killed, hit, seriously right. injured, you know, uh, right. on those two roadways. You're right. I mean, wow. Wow. That was her telling you to get the, the heck up the business. She is telling me the business. <laughs> so. um I don't know. Common sense, man. It, it it's going. And you I jo- agree. And you joke with me that wow, and wow, she's <laughs> registering too. If that's her wow. on, if that's her on the meter, that's a good registering. She's wow. registering as loud as you are, and your mouth is right at the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you joke with me about common sense, right? And uh, you know, like, and you have none. That's not true. <laughs> it, is, <clears throat> it, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Um. But <laughs> I really do think sometimes that common sense has flown to coop and is not coming back. Absolutely. You know? I agree. I mean, everything comes back around, right? Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, manners and common sense come back into style again one of these days soon. <laughs> you know, for I mean, for the sake Someday. of... Yeah, for the sake of mankind. Right, yeah. True. Exactly. True, true, true. All right, folks. Well, Molly must know really good timing because we're quite near the end of the segment. Um, okay. And so I just want to remind everybody that when I come back from this next break, we have one battle of the week. We're honoring a new hero. If time permits, we'll do one last thing, and I hope it does. Uh, but we'll see about that. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's the lineup up and coming. So you're taking. Right. So you're taking off. I am unfortunately, I am but right. proof is right there. Hopefully, we got her on the air because the proof is right there. <laughs> how she hounds you to death. She does, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, no, I get it. I do. I, I do. So, um, anyway, folks, um, stand by, okay, for the third stretch, and um, you have to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. See, she said goodbye. So, uh, how's it? Of well, of well. What's the French word for goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> Thought you had a little French in you. Well, it doesn't mean I speak it. <laughs> Au revoir, I think it is, or something. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. You know right. what? The easy way to say it, aloha, because that's Hawaiian for hello and goodbye. Right? <laughs> All right, so. That, that would be a strange phone call. Okay, so aloha, Sharon. Aloha. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. All she, right. She's out of here. She's going to work with Molly. Make my dinner. All right, when I come back in 90 seconds or so, I'm going to have some more stuff for you. We'll finish up with the third stretch. Don't go anywhere. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. 
see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show, ladies and gentlemen, featuring the lovely Sharon. And welcome to the third stretch of the program. This is where we uh, bring out a couple of our regular segments uh, and fill this piece up. We're glad you hung out and stayed behind. We're also, if you're a first-time listener, I will explain to you how you can get involved with both the Wombat of the Week and the Honor Thy Heroes segment. And also... Uh, if you're new to the show, I'll explain what they are as we go along, as I normally do. So um, there's that. So thanks a lot for hanging out, and away we go. Now, first, we usually do the Wombat of the Week. Wombat of the Week is uh, sort of our way of bringing out stu- uh, stupid people doing stupid things and it making the news. And how you can get involved with this is you can send in the link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things, uh, whether it's from an, uh, a big newspaper or a small local newspaper, you can send it to us. You can send it to us at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com, or you can send it to us on our Facebook webpage as a private message at JM Talk. And you can just send us that link. Rest assured at some point, if not right away, it will get into the lineup because it, it, it seems to be so easy to find people that qualify for uh, for this, to be Wombats of the Week. It's very easy to find them. Uh, not so much to find heroes, but very easy to find Wombats. And that's how you partake in, in getting in, um, doing your part, so to speak, for the podcast. So what I want to talk about uh, this week for Wombat of the Week is um, Jeff Wittenbrink, 59 years old. He's a lawyer for Louisiana Megachurch. That is defying state social distancing orders, and he's hospitalized with COVID-19. Yes, he represents the Life Tabernacle Church, and he's now on oxygen in Baton Rouge General, struggling to breathe after coming down with the virus. And speaking from his hospital bed this past Thursday, he told the news, the news that he was baffled as to how he contracted the disease. Let me go up, uh, Mr. Wittenbrink, and remind you of what the first paragraph said. The lawyer for Louisiana megachurch that is defying state social distancing orders. In other words, your s- stupid megachurch is defying the social distancing orders and still having people congregate, and you're wondering how in the hell you got the coronavirus. He says, I went to Albertsons twice a day. I went to Sam's. I went to Walmart. I went to Lowe's. I used the gas pumps. I mean, I just, I just wasn't careful. God knows where I got it. He says, the bad thing is I might have spread it to somebody. I feel bad about that. Well, if you don't follow social distancing practices, then, you know, like you said, you touch the pumps. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about on the program that you should wear gloves or some sort of covering or use rags or something so you don't have to touch the gas pumps because you don't know who else touched it. Uh, Wittenbrink makes no mention of the fact that he could possibly have picked up the virus or passed it on to others at Life Tabernacle, where he attended two services earlier this month while defying state orders to socially distance. Uh, 
So he is helping to represent Life Tabernacle Pastor Reverend Tony Spell, who is preparing to mount a legal challenge against Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards, who has placed restrictions on religious gatherings. Now, um, this is going to be, it's not too tricky, but I'm going to turn this one wombat of the week into a double shot wombat of the week because Reverend Tony Spell has put out an announcement to his parishioners or whatever the hell you call people to go to a megachurch. He has called for them to donate their stimulus checks to the church when they get them. So you're broke. You're hungry. Yes. Come to church. We're going to we're going to make you feel better. We're going to we're going to get we're going to defy orders and gather you all in large gatherings and preach to you. It's it's a shame you're out of work. You're looking for answers from God. God needs your stimulus check. You don't need it. God needs your stimulus check. So please send your stimulus check to the Life Tabernacle Church where we defy social distancing. <laughs> so and that's my whole point. My whole point here is that not only is the lawyer for the church, Jeff Wittenbrink, but also the Reverend Tony Spell of the church is our double wombats of the week. So, by the way, the Reverend who's mounted a uh, legal defense, he's been charged already with six counts of violating the, the governor's orders to close the church to the public amid the, ta the, the, the pandemic. Uh, the church boasts thousands of members, around 1,300 congregants. Okay, that's the proper name, folks, congregants. Uh, about 1,300 showed up uh, on Easter Sunday service, despite the fact that Louisiana has become one of the country's coronavirus hotspots. So, um, you know, th this is what Sharon and I were talking about earlier when we mentioned San Francisco, the Golden Gate Park on Easter. Everybody gathering it. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Let's go out there. Let's go out and what? Infect people? 1,300 people attended Easter service at the mega church? And you, and, and, and you wonder, how, how did I get infected? I only went to church twice when I wasn't supposed to and then hit up three stores and two gas stations in the same day. God knows where I got it. Help me, Jesus, where did I get this coronavirus from? So, double wom double shot right there. Double shot wombat of the week right there. Idiots. Um, so there you have it. Okay. Um, so I don't have at my fingertips. Oh, by the way, don't forget, get your stories in to us. This is what I'm talking about. Stupid people doing stupid things. This is what Sharon and I were discussing in the last segment. Lack of common sense. Okay. You are told to do that. Not do this. They want everybody to do their part. Okay. Let's make that clear. This is not martial law. They're not holding an M16 at your head and telling you to do it. Okay, so I guess they can use that as a defense, but the fact of the matter is, is that they are allowing it. They are giving it what it needs to spread, and that's the sad part about um, what they're doing. So um, I feel really bad for the congregants of that church. So, um, okay, moving on. 
Honor thy heroes. Another thing we do each week, you know, we go after the people that are idiots. We also go after the people that go above and beyond to help their fellow person. Okay? And it, it, it might be an emergency responder. Law enforcement, paramedics, could be your next door neighbor. Could be anybody. It could be me. Could be Sharon. Could be Molly. Molly could get a catch vermin get trying to get in the house but anyway in the same token it's harder for us to find these pockets of people and that's where i really want your help same address joelmaholicradio at gmail.com send us a news story of somebody going out of their way to do things now i usually have reference material in front of me and i don't at my fingertips i'm sorry i sort of sat down and started recording and not having everything i needed so this is going to come from memory, um, but the but who we're honoring this week, and we're very proud to honor these heroes, Harbor Freight Tools, okay? We love them, right? We love shopping there. Yes, most of our tools come from Harbor Freight. Say what you will about it, and believe me, people do, but we we love them, you know? And, um, and here's a, a bigger reason to love them even more. Eric Schmidt who is the founder and owner of Harbor Freight Tools, uh, put out a notice a couple days ago on the website to let everybody know um, what Harbor Freight did as their part to give back, to help out during the pandemic. They have taken their entire stock company-wide of gloves, which is why Sharon and I could not, we love getting gloves from there. We can't get gloves from there. Now we know why. They took their entire stock of gloves their entire stock of N95 face masks, and their entire stock of plastic face shields. And they donated them to local hospitals. Here's how they distributed them. Harbor Freight Tools serves more than 1,000 communities. In other words, more than 1,000 communities in the United States have a store in the area. So the local hospitals in these communities served by the stores each received one to two pallets of these supplies. They brought everything together using about 1,500 employee volunteers. They pulled everything together and they separated it all out, got it all separated out, somewhat equally I'm sure, and they got it distributed to all the local hospitals and the communities they serve. That is amazing. That is amazing. So there's a company, there's a, you know, an American company, because let's face it, I know we've even talked about some stories where other countries have, you know, uh, with the help of people getting together and getting supplies here. That's great. Here's an American company that said, you know what, we're not going to sell this stuff. It's more important for us to have our frontline people in healthcare. Every aspect of it, from the paramedics on the streets to the doctors and nurses in the hospitals fighting this COVID-19 to have these supplies. And they pulled them all together and distributed them evenly to hospitals in every community. And that's amazing. That is a company given back during the pandemic. And that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about here on Honor Thy Heroes. That is somebody, a business owner... Okay, doing that extra step, okay, to help and to do these things. 
And that's what's awesome about that. That makes it even better in some respects than masks coming over from China or respirators coming from another country or whatever. Ventilators, I'm sorry, not respirators, ventilators. Appreciated, but this story just really blew us away this week. We just had to cover this one. And so this week, Eric Smith, you and your company, Harbor Freight Tools, have the honor of being the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon our Honor Thy Heroes recipient for the week. And we thank you very much for your service to those more than 1,000 communities that your stores serve. So remember to get those stories into us. We, need, we really want to boast heroes each and every week. And uh, it, to, looking for those golden sparks in society are much harder than looking for the wombats in society. So your help is always appreciated to send us, you know, those news stories of everyday people going out of their way for their common man and woman. So thank you very much. So we do have time left. We're going to go into one last thing. And I wanted to, I, you know, I, I find that most of the time my one last thing, hold on, I need a sip of this tea. My throat is hurting from talking. Most of them turn out to have something to do with my profession, which is I, I, I'm, I'm a, an IT professional, so I end up talking about security things. <clears throat> so this one's kind of like social media security. I wanted to talk to you about some of the quizzes and some of the things, challenges that you see on Facebook uh, in the last week or two. During this quarantine, really, I've been seeing all kinds of stuff. Take this quiz. You know, uh, how about this one? Have you seen this one? Post a picture of every car, year, make, model that you've had since you started driving in order as you had them. Have you seen that one out there, folks? Um, and what's the, what's the other big one? Um, you know, there's other ones about um, what, uh, number one, what, what, what was your favorite song, you know, in the year that you graduated? Post your senior picture. Let me tell you something about all these challenges and things to do. Malicious actors, a.k.a. scammers, bad guys, dumbasses, they use this information to uh, utilize the information that you're putting out there to make attempts to crack into your accounts. Think about it. I know that some of my accounts are protected, by possibly the, I mean, the question of what was your first car? Think about that. The, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that these people put these things out. But how do we even know that? Where do they all start? They got to start somewhere. Just because I've seen it from somebody I went to school with doesn't mean that he just had this idea. He got it from somewhere, and they got it from somewhere, and. Where's the origin of that? They, this type of information, it seems like fun. Oh, this is fun. Let me go back and, you know, on Google. It tells you. Go to Google and Google every car, make, model, year you had. And then post them in order as you had them. Think about that. Those types of challenges to do that. As you're doing them and thinking, hey, this is fun, it's quarantine, gives me something to do, I'm thinking about it, this is really cool, it's taking up time, what kind of answers 
to what questions are being fulfilled by those challenges or quizzes. Think about that. A lot of your accounts are protected by three to five security questions that can be asked at random if you forget your password. I'm sorry, what was that? Or they use it in their password. Right, or they use something like that as part of their password. So I want you to think about that when you're seeing this stuff. I actually did the car thing, and this <laughs> don't tell Sharon who's right across the table because she doesn't think I have any common sense. And then my daughter texted me and said, you should think twice about that. And I even said there, I said, I should have known that. I'm an IT guy. I didn't think about that. And then from her telling me that, then I did research on some of the other things that are going on out there on Facebook. Post your senior picture in honor of the seniors who aren't getting portraits this year or whatever. What was your, what song did you dance to at your prom? You know what I mean? Like there are so many questions out there. I mean, just to, just to set windows up on your, on your computer, you have to answer three. They give you like 10 or 12 questions to pick from. Okay. And if you think the malicious actors don't know those questions, Somebody knows those questions, and then someone is figuring out a clever way to get people involved on social media while they're quarantined to do some sort of silly challenge that might generate knowledge about what might be in their passwords. Think about that. Because if you don't know, I'm here to tell you that email addresses are bought and sold on the dark web Every second of the day. And sometimes they come with partial passwords. If you've ever received an email from somebody saying, I hacked your computer. I know that your password starts with this. You can't get out of this. But here's how you can pay me off and I'll go away. That is a multi part of the big multi-billion dollar a year scheme. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Be vigilant. Think. And that is one last thing. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, leave us messages. Rate the show if you like. We're seeing uh, an increase in the last couple of weeks in downloads. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. But if you like it, tell other people. Leave us a review. If you don't like it, send us an email and tell us why. You know? So remember the website, www.jmtalk.net. That's where you go. Subscribe to the program. Listen to the program. Check out the news. Get in contact with us. Everything that you want to do right there on the website. We are at Facebook at JM Talk. Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So uh, for the lovely Sharon and Molly and myself, we'll catch you next time on the program. Have a great week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>